1: Are occasionally interesting.
0: What is the most unrealistic thing you believe in?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Unrealistic. Um. Then I can get my my on-the-road project fully financed, I suppose. How's that? I think that's pretty unrealistic, but who knows?
1: I don't think it's unrealistic at all. I have absolute 100% faith that you will (laughs) be very successful. If there was one behavior or action you could get everyone in the world to do or stop doing, what would it be?
2: To cook cook fresh uh, local produce would be the one thing I would want everybody to do because that would just improve their health. And save them
0: money. And make them happier. And connect and them, them, them to the planet and, planet and community.
2: Yeah. And
1: Absolutely. help the environment. <laughs> it's really an all-encompassing. Uh... Yeah. It is.
0: I love that answer. That's great. Mm. And what is the most annoying thing about people?
2: They talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting, isn't it? given that we're having a conversation. <laughs> the most annoying, um, I think people don't want to listen. They're stuck in their way. And that's the, they're conditioned into a certain um, into a certain line of thinking. I call it um, institutionalized thinking. It's a bit like uh, if the doctor says, okay, or the doctor's receptionist says, all right, yes, we can fit you in at three o'clock, and that might be hugely inconvenient. They wouldn't think to say, well, can I come at one o'clock, or do you have something tomorrow? So no, no, no. The receptionist said, I have to be there, and they don't question. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> and we, it's all across all age groups, but definitely in my in my age group and um, older than me, so in the next generation, like my mum, yeah, very much institutionalized. But unfortunately, even in my own generation, um, I see it around me, my, like my family and friends. I don't know, we have to go then. Or, well, no, you don't actually. It doesn't really matter. You know, a podiatrist appointment, it doesn't really matter if you have your toenails cut today at two o'clock or tomorrow or next week in reality. Yeah. You're going to give up on this, which potentially is really important or something you really want to do, and you let someone else dictate to you.
1: Also, a good answer. <laughs> what is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by?
2: these are fantastic questions thank you i I hope you're recording this Mm (laughs) um oh probably selfies i think (laughs) if you take social media because it is so big There um and it's out there even if you delete it off your private account is there i think some of that will come back to haunt people as it has already yeah
0: yeah Definitely something in social media. Yeah. That would be, that'd be amazing if uh, selfies went, <laughs> went away in five years, but I don't, I'm not so optimistic. Fingers crossed. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Hmm.
2: The fact that I'll have a go. Oh, I'm a, a calculated risk taker. <laughs> um, someone said, to, uh, actually on social media last week, they were asking a question and they said, oh, wait a minute, where in the world are you right now? And I said, actually, I'm in Chiang Mai going to the Digital Nomad Conference. And he said, oh, go you, Christine Smith, you know, the action taker. Um, I'm not much, believe it or not, I'm not much about talking, I'm more about doing.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. What is your most embarrassing story from childhood?
2: Oh, good grief! I think there, there might be a few of those. Um, childhood. to what age group are
0: we talking about? Up to puberty, oh, up to, oh, or like including or, puberty? Whatever
1: oh, okay. comes to mind.
0: Yeah, whatever <laughs> comes to mind. But I don't have strict rules about. <laughs>
2: um. Well, I can. Uh, I'm sure if I gave it some time I could think of others but the one thing that comes to mind and, and that's because I've been talking to school friends from the UK from when I was first three years of high school um, and I was going out with a guy going out which is really crazy and I was like all of 13 12 or 13 uh, we used to go on the school bus together so that was kind of going out and um, and he, I remember, I don't remember his name, but he was Ginger. The only guy I'd ever gone out with Ginger. And we stayed at the bus one day, and I just slapped his face. <laughs> he hadn't done anything wrong.
0: You'd <laughs> just seen it in movies or something? Or?
2: Probably. I, well, I don't know, because back in those days, <laughs> we didn't watch television very huh? much. An hour each night. After, after dinner, after dinner.
0: I feel like an hour each night you can still see a, a woman slapping a man and being like, wow, that looks romantic and grown up.
1: <laughs> well,
2: actually, when you think of Scala- Hara and I mean, yeah. that's the aerial I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. And he just stood there and looked at me and said, why did you do that? And I said, because I could. Cause I could. <laughs> and then felt contrite immediately afterwards because I'm not that kind of person. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <But> really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Aww. I can see. I can definitely see, or whatever, or y- young age, just thinking like, "Wow, how grown up of me to do such a thing." <laughs>
2: but. When I look back now, um, on on my childhood, there's a movie, and I don't know if you've seen it, um, called Shirley Valentine, mm-hmm. and it's about um, a middle-aged married lady in the north of England, and she goes on a on a cruise. Oh, on a No, on a trip to Greece with a girlfriend, who's very much out there, um, where she's, we'll class that as like a, what used to be classed as a, a dumpy housewife, so she'd go and do the shopping, she was a stay-at-home mum, and she goes to Greece, and the bottom line is then she doesn't want to go home, but her husband is like, well, you've got to come home, where's where's my dinner, I need you to come home, because of the the way life in the UK worked, And she doesn't. She stays in Greece. Um, But the husband ends up joining her. So there is a nice ending to it. (laughs) But it's the whole attitude. It was the, the, and I've gone, that's me. I can so relate to Mm. that movie attitude. So if ever you get the opportunity, have a look at it. Shirley Valentine, it will make you laugh. Um, But I relate so much Mm. to her. Um, Yeah, just attitude. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: what's your least favorite thing about being a parent
2: being blamed for a lot that has nothing to do with me i suppose um yeah, it's... it's
0: a um, good perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my mom has the opposite perspective where I'm like, Mom, it's not your fault. Like, everybody's fucked up in some way. And she's like, no, <laughs> I did this to you. I'm like, no, I did this to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Actually, I, I will change that. I would say being um, restricted on how I can influence my grandchildren, probably. Uh-huh. Interesting. And not that I, I want to lead them astray... I've always been supportive, but I've got you know a son and a daughter, and they both got two kids, and both sets of kids are very different. Mm-hmm. They're, they're individuals anyway, but they're very different. They, my son and my daughter brought their kids up very differently, and playing that balance, so if I can say this oh and do this over here, but I can't do that over there. It's you know like being it's a tug, but really it's only within myself. It's actually got nothing to do with the kids. Mm. you know.
0: Very
1: interesting. What is the book that has most influenced your life?
2: I have read so many books. I can tell you that it's not a self-help, self-discovery book. Um, and I find it quite interesting that people are reading stuff. And now they're going, oh... Have you heard of... And I'm going, yeah, I read about him in the 80s. <laughs> so I've been there, done. This is the third wave for this person. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone think Tony Robbins. Okay. yeah, but have you actually really dug down? Do you really look at this underneath? Hmm. You know? Um, so... I suppose more than a book, but an author. Um... She ignited my love and passion for Italy, Donna Leone, Donna Leone, she's, she's Italian, um, and she, she wrote a whole range of books based on a mythical inspector, um, Inspector Brunetti, but based in Venice. But the way she story tells, you could almost feel yourself walking and understanding what he did. And it was that drive, I want to go to Venice. And then um, I read more and more books because though he is uh, mythical, the places and where he worked and the calais where he walked and where he ate were all real. Oh, wow. And so over time, she actually then um, brought out. Um, she's got a book called My Venice, which is about her personal story. Um, and then she brought out a, um, a cookbook based on all the recipes that um, Brunetti's wife cooked. So you got to know his whole family. So it was mm. built around this whole personality. Who we worked with, um, it wasn't. Yeah, and it, there's there's a whole range. I mean, there's so many of them. And then, um, then she brought out a book, Brunetti's Venice, and you can do a walk, if you like, and go to the Questoria where he worked, and then this is where, and whatever. So probably that, because it really, it kept that, you know, I didn't even realise in the beginning. I've been reading her books for years and never realised. Mm. And then I've gone, okay... Now I understand she's been bolstering, you know, my love, my hidden love and passion. (laughs) And then I did it and then I jumped and (laughs) I just did it and I just keep going back.
0: That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. Who were we talking to that was, like, shitting on Venice recently? Like, I'd only heard wonderful things for a long time, and then at some point in the last year we met somebody, and they were just like, it's terrible. Never go there. It's pointless and just tourists, and everybody is miserable. Like, that's the opposite of what I've heard.
2: Well, it's interesting because they have um, – the young people of Venice, they'll go to university. When they come back, they work in cafes Mm -hmm. or in the hotel because there is no jobs for mm. intellectual people. And so there is a movement uh, within Venice of um, younger people. And I can think of two people in particular, she's French and he's German, who now um, are just promoting the um, artisans of Venice. So if mm. you're going to buy this, um, there's a, a whole community now, they have a sticker. It doesn't cost um, the... Artisans, anything, the tourists, you buy like a pass and you get a specific discount in each of the places that you might utilize. Mm. Um, but there's this whole movement of because Venice is a retired person's place, if you like, because there's no young money in it. There is nothing for young people. Mm. Um, if I could do something, I would love to go there and open like a co-working, they don't have co-working spaces. Hmm. Um, So like a co-working space and have the different artisans come in and teach, you know, whatever. That'd be cool. Let's let's say doing, let's say photography, because the restrictions, if you take something simple like a hairdresser, cannot take an apprentice on unless the height of the ceiling is above 4.3 meters. What? Yeah, what? That, that, is, <laughs> that is one of the number one things for someone to teach what they do. So an artisan, like a, so a jewellery maker or whatever. And it's because all the buildings in Venice are, are really old, a lot of the ceilings aren't that high. So for me it was like you could have a co-working space but have all the artisans come in and they could do, uh, have their workshops doesn't matter what it is; they could all come in this because this minimum ceiling height would disappear. Wow. Yeah,
0: you um, you should definitely start that. We'll come visit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but there's, you know, then you know we talk about um, Thai bureaucracy. Italy is exactly the same. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. bureaucracy is bureaucracy and, everywhere. The
2: whole works, and you'd need an Italian to front it, and I like don't. Really, the same as what's here.
0: Yeah. Uh, what life practices do you do to keep yourself sane and balanced?
2: I was going to say drink but that'll give the wrong impression because <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually drink um i just do um as in do something as opposed mm-hmm. to sit and stay in my own head mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: when i when i i talk to people around me and i say oh what, what motivates you oh I have so much trouble well, doesn't your life motivate <laughs> you what you do so then you're incongruent yeah. um, I don't need external motivation and if I get up and I'm not particularly motivated I accept it what do I need to do I need to just sit and read and listen to music mm-hmm. or go out in the garden and just rebuild whatever the link is I don't think about it I don't stay in my own head, which, I don't know, it seems to be something that people do today. Mm. It's all about, oh, I need to go find myself. Well, no, you don't. You just need to get out of bed and do <laughs>
0: something. But I totally, totally agree. Yeah, it seems like people think it's uh, irresponsible. Or like, that seems to be the trend these days, to think it's irresponsible to not give all of this attention to yourself and every thought that you have and, yeah, just give credence to thinking that everything you're thinking has so much meaning and is the Mm -hmm. ultimate pursuit and that's you're you're going to find yourself so much more by doing an activity and contributing something to yourself and to the world and yeah what was this I sent him the Dale Carnegie Dale Carnegie quote the other day that's like uh, if you're if you're feeling anxious or scared don't sit at home and think about it because inaction breeds anxiety. Are you filling up the exact quote?
2: And it does. I I quite agree. Um, If I'm, if I say I'm feeling out of sorts, so I I don't think about why am I feeling out of sorts? I just accept that I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm exceedingly tired and I know I have things to do when I get home. And if I sit down and have a cup of tea, I'm not going to get up and I'm not going to do what I have to. And so what do I do, I hide. Mm. I I head to my kitchen, and I make something.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: that was. I'm surprised. I was. I was thinking you were going to say cook, because for me, I think just the act of creating something, and then the enjoying that thing, or having other people enjoy that thing, is very therapeutic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I will. If I need something quick to do, I will make a batch of jam. I can make a batch of jam from beginning to end, including washing the dishes. And end
0: up with, say, twelve jars or something, and go, cool. That's that's a great answer for producing yeah. something. Same. Yeah. yeah. I'm,
2: so that's so what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. Just do
1: something. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Dale Carnegie. Love
2: it. I'd actually forgotten about that quote. Must pull that one up and use that one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I love
0: that one. That's on my list of favorite quotes. Yeah, I totally, I'm, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. I
2: with, t- yeah, with working, I, I'm finding, and and I, and I actually thought it being a generational thing, um, you know, sort of people will be keep going, oh, I, oh, no, well, if you look at society across the board, it says, your website isn't enough, you need to do more. You are not perfect. You need to learn to dress. You need to learn to do this. Whatever it is, you need to be more, and I'll charge you for it. Yeah. Really, that's the society. <laughs> and I stood back one day and <clears throat> I just went, stop. And so my hashtag is, I am enough. Hmm. And there is nothing now that you can sell me to make me think more, do more, buy more, whatever, because I, I don't need it.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Now, that's not quite true because there are some things like are <laughs> doing. But in general, you know, um, if you think of the number of times that um, a web developer, or an SEO person will, oh, I've had a look at your website. They're just trawling. And I get that. Yeah. But they're saying your website it could be this, you could be number one on Google. And I say, you know what? I don't want to be number one on Google. Why not? I said, because the website is just there for information.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, so how do you get business? I said, I talk to people. <laughs> you know, old school. Mind blown! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? It doesn't take that a lot of time. Yeah. That's what people want. They want connection. Mm.
1: Good answer. What is the most environmentally friendly thing that you do, or you would like others to do?
2: Reducing food waste. Hmm. So, if you have, um, so one thing. Probably the simplest way for me to answer that is if I use a lemon, for instance i'll have three recipes that i can use the whole of that lemon Mm. so what ends up Mm. going in the compost bin it's still i mean still that's still a good thing but i've actually used it in every shape or form
0: that's good that's inspirational it is I uh, I feel like I used to be so much more like you. <laughs> this was a, it was such a I feel like for probably three years I'll, I I ran a bakery for a year, uh, an organic bakery, and trying to be have a zero waste kitchen for this bakery, and. I think I did a very good job but then as I get more and more of like corporate and my time and whatever is elsewhere the more I hear my mother's voice in my head just being like just throw it out don't waste time throw it out blah blah blah, and I'm like ah, and then torn of my morals of, of yeah really wanting to yeah use the lemon to the fullest extent and then but uh, well, I, so. I did that
2: in the middle I did that when I, <laughs> when I got married and I had kids I did the same thing it was all about time and um, spending the time with the kids and you know helping them grow into great humans but then I've gone back the other way now and now I do that now I'm not perfect I'm not zero waste yeah I've never tried to attain perfection which is to yeah. you, what zero waste is No. But I can minimize
0: fuck that I always say my number one thing is being like, striving to be zero waste is not, or like striving to do anything for the environment is not about achieving the goal. It's about the striving. The most environmentally friendly thing that you can do is think and question. Yes. I mean, hopefully take some action, but like, but it's not about achieving perfection and being this pinnacle. It's about it throughout your day. Just evaluating your options and yeah.
1: I really need that third bag that they're putting my produce into in Thailand.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's 2020 now. Things have changed, but that's you know. true.
1: Way to go, Thailand! I'm proud of Thailand.
2: They're getting better. Yeah. but We looked in a dumpster yesterday and took some mm. photographs and said, "How could we encourage?" Just mm. thinking whether we do it or not, or whether we have a conversation. Someone else takes the idea. It's about. But just mm-hmm. thinking we just looked at the amount of waste and it was only a third full yeah so if they didn't use a bag for that and that even if they just stopped two bags and only use one that's a big start
1: absolutely this and is- uh like the 7-elevens just are are, are going to go plastic no free. they are already plastic they free. are already plastic free
2: mm-hmm.
1: i mean I plastic not not
0: truly plastic free they're just not giving plastic bags
1: yeah yeah which is huge i mean especially when there's a 7-eleven two 7-Elevens on every street corner it's, yeah. it's a lot of wasted well
2: what they need to do is stop wrapping a banana in plastic yeah it's oh, ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean that to me yeah. is just and the crazy and... but that's worldwide that's not that's yeah.
1: just not here. no yeah no it's certainly not yeah, this is. a Thailand problem it's a worldwide problem that's, yeah
2: I mean and this whole bit of um, people talk about oh well, we're going to have a naked aisle so the supermarkets are so they're, they're Promotion to make them look like good citizens. Yeah, uh, we're going to have the naked uh, aisle. We're going. Oh, so we're we talking fruit and veg or what? <laughs> you know. And so yes, yeah, so then there's all this row, all these veggies. That's really great. But over here, they still so, can still got it in your plastic. So, oh well, you know, we've got all the undersized, so we'll promote those in bags for kids' school lunch boxes and things like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. One goes in. Um, and don't even get me started about wonky fruit and veg yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so I was like that's what I grew up that's what we had from the fields this is
0: is have you been to food for thought no this is one of our very favorite restaurants in Chiang Mai they're a social enterprise they do all these good things but like one of their number one things that they say on their menu is like we exclusively use ugly fruit ugly produce like this is absolutely it's such an important thing to them they're all about yeah
1: also fun fact it's it's more nutritious to eat bruised fruit or produce because then the plant diverts energy and resources to fixing that bruise so you get a better high, higher quality product yes that, that yeah. will taste better
2: i agree and bananas especially yeah um and i did a hot i did a whole class actually on bananas and said oh what about the skins and i said oh, we could do this and did you know that you could wrap your meat in it and it's more and I'm going no so we just went through a whole process of even the whole banana even though we've always when you have a banana you just put it in the compost well no it used to be in the bin and now we think compost but, um, no, there's
0: actually more you can do with a banana skin. What? So uh. what? What? You can wrap meat in it? Is that? Um, you can wrap
2: uh, your meat in the banana skin and roast it or slow cook it. Oh, cool! Yeah, meat. yeah, yeah. I so have seen you, that. Then you get the nutrients from the skin.
0: Yeah. Actually, oh wow!
2: But it also acts as uh, like a marinade. Yeah. Is that right, Dean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can fry banana skins. You know? And eat
1: eat the banana skin straight, like after frying it. Yeah. Did not you know that, try that?
2: There, yeah. there's, uh, there's lots of things you can do with something simple like a
1: banana
0: skin well, yeah you should definitely I, I feel like no you could excuse. have a very successful website of just like going through item by item of all the ways that you could uh, reuse like this thank you
2: for that I hadn't even thought yeah. of that one I must confess because you know I just do it yeah and, and I must say that's one of the things that Dina has said to me but what you do is not
0: normal <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah, laughs> no <not laughs> uh, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, because I just yeah, enjoy. like there's
0: definitely people like me. I would love to do alternative things with the banana skin, but yeah, I don't. I just don't know it, and I don't. I mean, I there's tons of stuff like this where I've Googled it, but also there's only so much you can do with like. I mean, I feel like ones for orange peels it's like you can use it, as, you can dry it and use it in your underwear drawer, like as a as a natural. Uh, whatever freshener thing, but then and, and replace it, but that's still like that's one orange peel. If I'm using all these orange peels, like what are you can what can you? Well, I'd love to know all the things I can I'm do
2: with you on that totally. And I don't go to that into the mm. Um but um, I ran some kids' <coughs> programs for a local council, it was on a, a weekend, and it's all about sustainable. That whole weekend is about sustainability, um, and I ran two classes, and the kids could just come in. But it was really interesting. The little kids came into um, making cakes out of fruit. Um, so you just build different fruits and turn them into what looks like a cake. Love it. And so then all the peels and all the, all the bits, because there are lots of bits when kids cut things up, went through the juicer. So they all went home with a um, glass bottle of freshly squeezed juice. Ooh. And all the oranges um, that we'd squeezed out, um, the local... Um, plant nursery donated seedlings so veggie seed or herb seedlings and um some potting mix and then we filled them all with a seedling and then oh, we it, and so then clever all, got to take one of those home and then all you do is put that whole seedling in the ground and then that just then disappears
0: that's awesome yeah. mm-hmm. i like that one yeah i've seen that with like a uh, egg halves too yeah. you can do that with an eggshell mm-hmm. anyway all right why do people do small talk And what are your feelings on small talk
2: i i find small talk frustrating when it continues i think small talk's good when you don't know someone and you're finding common ground um and then you can go into a more substantial conversation um, so it's just finding that, that common ground, you know, okay, now I can talk about this because people like to talk about themselves, here we are doing an interview, which is really funny. <laughs> um, but it is finding common ground, just that little bit. But after that, um, and when you're comfortable with people, I don't think you need small talk. Yeah. You know, I can sit in a room with someone that I know quite well and not say a word for an hour. You know, be reading, watching a movie, doesn't really matter. But just being, you know, you just don't need to have that constant noise mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. All
1: right. Well, that's our final question. <laughs> <Fabulous>. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, one more time, you can be found on Twitter at...
2: Taste of Living,
1: And same for Facebook.
2: Same for Facebook.
1: There was one other one, wasn't there?
2: Uh, Roeville Community Kitchen, which mm. is the kitchen program, are both on Twitter. Um, but they're also all across uh, Instagram as well.
1: Nice. And as always, you can go to occasionallyinteresting.com and in the notes section, find all those links to, your, to our guests' resources. <laughs> you. Um, and again, we'd like to thank you for coming on today.
2: Thank you. It's been great meeting you and having this long conversation. <laughs> It was our pleasure. Thank you you so much. Thank you. Bye.